You're listening to another Raccoon Roundtable podcast, Women's History Month edition. I'm your host for this month, Kimmy Oria, and I'm here with my co-host. Alyssa Ong, and today we talked about going back to school as a mom, finding support in your community, and when to ask for help. This is a great episode, you guys. I know we say that every week, but I'm telling you, they just keep getting better and better. (laughs) We hope you enjoy. And first of all, the distinction between a working mom and a mom that's going to school is also like completely different. Because if you're a working mom, you can kind of come home. And if you're able to like dissociate yourself, like, okay, I'm home now and school or, you know, work can be done and you don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about work. But as a student and a mom, there's constantly always something that you have to do or you're constantly thinking, should I be, should I be uh, studying right now? Or should I be spending time with my kids right now? Hey, before we get started, let's hear a word from our show sponsor. Are you having trouble writing a personal statement? Trust me, you're not alone. We've all been there. Sometimes the hardest part is getting started. That's why Personal Storytellers created a free mini course to do just that. The course takes you step-by-step on how to get started writing a personal statement, taking your stories, weaving them together into a true personal statement. And the course is free, so check it out. You can find it on raccoonroundsofficial.com. They also have workshops on reviewing and revising your personal statements. All the resources are there, so check it out at raccoonroundsofficial.com forward slash personal storytellers. You're listening to the Raccoon Roundtable podcast. Here's where we all come together, share our stories about our struggles, mindset, and goals so that we all can get to the places we want to go. We appreciate you being here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Raccoon Roundtable podcast. I'm super excited about this podcast today. Kimmy, are you excited? Yes. I'm very excited. Today we have um, one of David and I's best friends. Um, She's married to David's best friend, so inherently she's become one of my best friends. Um, We have with us Mitzi. Um, Mitzi, we're so excited to have you. Um, If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, where you're at, what you do. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. Um, my name is Mitzi. I'm married to Derek, who is David's best friend. And Kimmy and I always joke that the two of them, David and Derek, are actually soulmates and that Kimmy and I are just happy to tag along and be a part of their bromance. I um, love so it. What yeah. are the real soulmates? We're just side pieces. I don't know. Um, so- <laughs> Right now, we're living here in um, South Carolina in the Charleston area. Um, We used to live, we met in Sacramento, and then we moved to Illinois, and now we're here in South Carolina. Um, I'm a homeschooling mama to Milan and Dizzy, our two kiddos, and I'm also a nurse. I work in a a hospital 10 minutes away on a med surge floor. Yes. Wow. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, how just so that our um listeners can know how old are Milan and Dizzy. So Milan just turned six, but she talks like I don't know, she talks like she's thirty or something. <laughs> she really um, does. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then Dizzy is four. He's going to be five this year. And he acts crazy. He's like a tornado. <laughs> I can only imagine. How perfect do you have a boy and a girl? I know. <laughs> I, so see, this is how it was. Derek always said that he wanted a boy. And I just said, I want two kids. And so when our first child was a daughter, I was like, oh, please. please. <laughs> And then we, when we got, um, we went to do the ultrasound and it was a boy. I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. But you know, like, wow. honestly, thinking about it now, it really wouldn't have mattered if we had a daughter. I, you know, it really wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. But that's how it, it all worked how, out. Worked out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Amazing. And you said you literally moved. I don't really know. I can't. I don't have the world really memorized the United States, but is Illinois kind of in the middle? So you move from California, Illinois to now South Carolina, literally across the country. That is so cool. How are you liking South Carolina? I really love the weather compared to Illinois. Um, mm -hmm. There's no, I mean, there's a couple that we had a couple days and nights here that were freezing, but really it's 70 outside. There's not wow. a cloud in the sky. I'm loving, I'm loving it here. Um, I love it. it doesn't have the elevation that California does. I miss going hiking in California for sure. Um, mm -hmm. But I honestly like the beaches here better. The water, the water and the beaches here are warmer than in California side. So we like nice. it here. I don't know if this is a, our forever place that we're going to live in, but for now we're enjoying it. Yeah. I love so, it. Yes, I love it. I, where, where do you live? I don't know where you live. I'm in Arizona. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And it's hot right now. Let me just say that. <laughs> it's, it's hot. Like first day of spring vibes, really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy first day of spring, everybody. I uh, know. <laughs> yes, happy first day of spring. <laughs> um, but I want to get into it because um, with you being a mom, because I know Kimmy told me that you went back to school. When did you go back to school? That was January of 2019. I went back to school for nursing. Wow. And you already had two kids or just your first? We already had two kids. Um, wow. We were living in Sacramento and we moved to Illinois so that I could I could go to school there. Because there was, there was a program. It was actually in Wisconsin, but we lived in Illinois because mm -hmm. the school was in the border, Marquette, um, yeah. where they had a program that was like half online and half like physical, like going in to, to into class. So we like that hybrid program. That's why we moved to all the way to Illinois. Oh, nice. It was, it, it's, um, yeah, going to school after, after having two kids is kind of rough. Like it's, a, it's, it's a huge change, you know, like in Sacramento, I was able to be with my kids most of, you know, after getting off work. And first of all, the distinction between a working mom and a mom that's going to school is also like completely different. Because if you're a working mom, you can kind of come home. And if you're able to like dissociate yourself, like, okay, I'm home now and school or, you know, work can be done and you don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about work. But as a student and a mom, there's constantly always something that you have to do, or you're constantly thinking, should I be, should I be um, studying right now? Or should I be spending time with my kids right now? And then you just hit it on the, 
on the head on hit it on the nail on the head of the nail <laughs> I, I think i think that's it something like that <laughs> about the mom guilt because you're like am i supposed you know i i should be spending time with my kids yet i know that i should be studying because i moved my my family halfway across the country to be in this in this um nursing program what should i do yeah yeah like let's let's like backtrack a little bit so i guess what was the motivation to go back to school and to even move across the country did was your family in sacramento my whole my whole side of my family lived in sacramento yes okay Um, and then then so then you moved that's right so and then derek's parents lived in illinois and so we were able to move in with his parents Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Um, Trying to answer your question, the whole motivation for me going back to school, I guess, before we even, before we had kids, I was applying to get into PA school, um, so physician assistant school. And so we had just come back, you know, from our honeymoon. We literally, we just got married, coming back from our honeymoon. And here I was, you know, blissfully applying to the PA <laughs> schools. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't had my period in a couple weeks now. And we found out that I was pregnant. And kid you not, Derek, when we found out and I showed Derek the, um, the, the pregnancy test, he was like, this is amazing, this is amazing. Um, and then I was like, what does this mean? Like, what does this mean for my career? Like thinking mm-hmm. about it now, I'm think, I'm asking myself, was that selfish of me to think about my career instead of starting children, you know? But yeah, I was like, what What does this mean for me? And then we, we had always talked about it like, okay, so it didn't happen for me that I would start my career for kids. So he was like, um, well, let's let's have the kids and then we'll think, you know, we'll revisit, I guess, my career after that. And after that, we were still thinking about, should I go into PA school? And then we had even talked about med school. And I was like, I don't think any of those things, um, I don't think I have the capacity for any of those things if if um, I want to be a good mom, you know? And that's not to say that I, I'm putting shame on anybody who's pursuing that as a mom. I just am saying, knowing my capabilities, knowing my bandwidth, I do not have the ability to go through all of that um, and be a good mom. So I was like, I think med- I think uh, nursing school is doable. And Derek was thankfully really supportive of that. So that's why we decided, I, I guess. So the reason I guess is um, my desire to have a career and um, my desire to, you know, nurses just want to help people Um, so that desire has always been there. Um, so that's what it is. That's awesome. And I, we really commend you for going back because, you know, um, that's life, right? Life happens, um, unexpected things happen, which causes us to kind of change our course sometimes, but I'm sure that it all worked out for the better, um, for the betterment of you know, your future and stuff. So we commend you for that, really. So um, what challenges have you faced with um, being a student, being a mom? And I'm sure you work too, 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's a lot of responsibility put on your shoulders. So how do you how do you manage all that? And what are the challenges that you face so far? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like do you have enough time to answer that question? But um, man, so I guess one thing that I've been struggling with lately is um, I guess setting a good example, right, for your children. Um, and if as as a mom, like, or as anybody who who has any influence around children, you want you want to instill like good characters in them. Like, I, if I I think if my kid grow up, my kids grow up, and they don't make a ton of money, as long as they're loving towards others, as they as long as they. I guess have good character and are virtuous and love the Lord. Like that's what I want, right? So I guess the struggle for me is how do I teach that to my kids, you know? Um, because that has to be taught with example. And if I'm like when I was a student and now that I'm a working mom, I guess there are times that I'm tired and I don't always embody kindness. I don't always embody patience or um or long suffering or, you know, those things. And so I think the hardest part is wanting so badly for my children to have these like um, good values and be um, of good character, but that I know I'm not always able to um, be that to, or to like, to like be that as an example, um, because all the, there's, there's so many things that are pulling at my emotions and like, coming home tired from work or coming home tired from such a difficult shift. Um, yeah, I think being a, being a, be, trying to be a good example when you can't always be, <laughs> I think that's like one of my struggles. I want to chime in right there because David and I have personal experience with watching you and Derek with Mitzi, or with Mitzi, with Milan and Diddy. <laughs> And oh my goodness, no, like David and I talk about this all the time. Like we hope to be as good of parents to our future kids as you and Derek, because you have wonderful kids. They are so full of life, so respectful, yet so imaginative and all like literally they're so, they're just so fun to be around and such a joy to be around. Um, So don't, don't feel guilty <laughs> about, you know, tr um, feeling as if you aren't that example to them because you and Derek definitely are. Um, I guess going back, I know that you had mentioned that you're homeschooling them. Has mm -hmm. that played a factor in, you know, now that you're a working mom, do you find yourself wishing that you were working less or you know do you try and find like a good balance between like being able to now homeschool them but also have that career that you've been working so hard for yeah well first of all you are so kind Kimmy you're always <laughs> so gracious when you consider um <laughs> you, you also you're always so gracious. thank you for saying those things um but I I honestly think that like balancing homeschooling them and working right now 
Um, I actually feel like I'm in a good spot. I don't work a lot. I currently I'm only working one day a week. Honestly, I had been because I have been working at two hospitals and finally Derek was like, you cannot do this anymore. Quit the other job and just just do this, you know, while you're homeschooling kids. Um, so I think we're, I'm actually in a good spot because I feel like I like, you know, I like spending time with my children. I like the challenge that God has given me to try to shape them into like God loving individuals, like I was saying. Um, but you know, my kids can be punk sometimes. And, and honestly, speaking, honestly, I'm just being real here. Um, there are some times that I want, I need a break from my children, honestly speaking. Um, and so when I'm going to work, I take, I take that as a time to be like, okay, let me, you know, it's, it's to honestly, it's like, a time where I can be refreshed. That's that's weird to say because sometimes work is stressful, but you know, there is just just the time that I can detach myself and like and worry about something else for a change. You know how they say distance makes the heart grow fonder. Well, like the shifts that I work and then I come home and I and I'm like, oh, I you know what? My kids are punk sometimes, but gosh darn, I do love my children. Like, and then I, I you know, I think just the look on their faces when they see me come home and Dizzy's like, Mama, and Milan comes and gives me a hug. It kind of reminds me, like, yeah, I love my kids. Like, I, I love being with them. But it takes that, like, sometimes you just need to take a break, you know? Um, it takes that. Um, so, yeah. so just to say that I think I like the balance that I have right now of, of work, of how much I do work and then and taking that as a time away from my kids. And then when I am with my kids that I can be, try to be fully present with them and try to be the best mama I can be. <laughs> That's great. And, and I am so glad that you have that balance because I don't know, when I think of Women's History Month, right? I think of women empowerment, women are strong. Even with the way that you've been talking, I literally in my mind, I'm like, she is super mom. She literally loves her kids so much and she does all these things. And I just feel the fire whenever you talk about them. So what are your thoughts on like, um, or I guess, what is your advice for people who, for women, because I feel like there's this kind of stereotype, like, for example, for me, whenever I think of my mom, whenever I think of, you know, uh, the women in my life that I look up to, I'm like, they're literally superhumans, like they can really do it all. They know the right things to say. They know how to calm down the storm. They know how to, they just have this superpower, right? Like, how are women who who appear like they're strong or feel like if it feels yeah. like they have it all together how do they do that is exactly. that what you're saying okay. yeah let let me in let me let you in on a little secret Alyssa. we don't have it together girls <laughs> i do not have obviously obviously no. <laughs> No, here's here's the secret sauce. I mean, I guess there's a lot of ingredients to the secret sauce of like the the empowered woman. So whatever you want to call it, um, help. I could not do this without um, my partner Derek because he, when the when the time comes that Dizzy, I'm so just like frustrated with Dizzy because I, you know, either I told him don't hit your ate and he's over there hitting his ate, or if I, you know, just out of when I'm frustrated. Derek is the one that steps in and is like, 
Dizzy, you're having a hard time dealing with mama right now. And then like, there are times that Derek gives me a hug and he goes to deal with Dizzy. So it's not, I will not never say it's just all me. Um, there are women that I look up to, um, my mom and Derek's mom, they were such like, Derek's mom, when I was in nursing school, she was such a huge help. Like she would babysit the kids. I would come home and girl, she would have cooked like the most delicious dinner. Um, it's help. Like I didn't, I'm not doing it all myself. Like I have help with me. And I, I always say, I, if any, if you see anything good in me, it is not I, but the Lord in me. I, that's like, I stick to that because without, like, without the Lord, I, I'm a wicked, horrible person. I'm impatient. I, I'm, I can get very angry. Um, there are times when I'm dealing with my kids that I'm like, Lord, I'm not patient right now. I, I, I'm not loving right now. So please take over and give me your love because I can't, I don't have, I like, I don't feel love right now towards these like kids right now, honestly. And so that's the secret sauce, Alyssa. It's not really me. Help from either the Lord or from my husband or from my mom or from his mom or from my, like anybody around me. So I, the secret sauce, it is not me. And even what you said before, sometimes you just need a break, right? Because I know some women, you know, they're not as fortunate to have help, right? So it's like, if you are feeling overwhelmed, girlfriend, take a break, because we all need a break. We all need a are in our day, you know, hit reset. Um, that is so important just to make sure that you get back on track, you know? Absolutely. Rest. Rest is important. There's a reason why the Lord rested on the seventh day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I am so thankful for your transparency because you could literally have sat there and been like, well, you see, this is how I do this. And this is my, <laughs> this is, these are the tips and tricks that I, I have. I would have lied to you. And I would have lied to you, but I won't do that because I love you, but I won't lie to you. <laughs> I would have been a lie. <laughs> No, I, I love that so much. And, you know, I, I want to go back and talk about that. Like, um, you know, we are focused on women empowerment, but you talked about having that help, right? Especially with your partner. And how would you describe, I guess, where am I going with this? It's, I guess my question is, you know, there are times where we want to take on everything right like as women because of the women that we have in our minds right that embody you know being a strong empowered woman does it hurt you sometimes to you know like okay I can't handle it but like to pass it on to your partner Mm. oh has it, has it like, does it bother me when there are times that I can't handle it? Is that what you mean? I guess. Or is it's more of, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, do you have, do you have that kind of negative feeling whenever you ask for help? Because in a way you want to be there 150% for your kids, you know? So when you ask for help in a way, I don't want to use the word shameful, but it's like, are you kind of just like, I'm the mom though. I should do it. Like, is that what you're trying to yeah, say? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I'm trying to think like, 
I don't remember that I've had that feeling because honestly, um, I'm not going to, I, like I said, I'm not going to pretend like I have it all together and I would rather, I would rather that if like, say for example, if my child is acting up and I'm not being patient enough or I feel like I can't handle it, I would rather that somebody is dealing with them in a loving way, in a respectful way, than for me, like then for me to be like, have my moment and like, you know, have like look good in that moment, you know what I mean? Um, so I've never felt like, I don't know, I've never felt like, oh, darn it, like Derek had to, you know, take Dizzy or something. I've never felt that way. I've always felt like, oh, thank God that I like, I have a partner in doing this with, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. So I don't know. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to pretend like I have, I can always be patient. Like I can always be, I don't know, have it all together. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, part of it, I think we need to be aware of what, what our limitations are um, because it comes to the point where um, it's not, it's not about me anymore. So whatever is the best for my child, I'd rather do that. And um, like not, you know, not feel great about myself. Cause there are times I yell at my kids and then later on I'll be like, I shouldn't have done that. Like, and then I'll apologize to them. But I'd rather that if Derek has the capability and he has the patience to deal with them more respectfully and more lovingly, <laughs> by all means, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. And I, you're right. It does take a lot of self-awareness and shifting your mindset of having gratitude and having like a positive outlook in the situation of knowing yourself and knowing that, you know, it's okay to not have it all together. Like I don't, I don't have to be that super mom that everyone's like, okay, well, this is the this is the person that Mitzi is and like I have to be this person all the time. It's like knowing yourself and knowing that there are times where, you know, I just need help. Yeah. (laughs) There's always that you're you're always striving, right? You're always striving to be more patient and and like Lord work in me, work (laughs) in my heart, like take away my selfishness, take away my anger and and be like help me be more like you and be more patient. But that comes with time, right? That comes with time. And at, and while I'm working towards, um, like, I guess, a better, to, to become a better person, while I'm working towards that, I need to be aware, aware, I need to be aware of where I am now and accept my limitations now. And if I have help, I am so willing to, and, you know, I'm so willing to accept the help because, <laughs> it, you know, the point is for my kids to grow and, and to grow up you know, the best that they can be. That's, that's the goal. I love your answers. Honestly, it's just so heartfelt. So I have a question with it being women's history month and you have a daughter and a son, you, you keep talking about, you know, being an example to them and just making sure that they grow up in faith and in love, which is amazing what is your like what is something that you hope that like how do you hope your son views women how do you hope your daughter 
do I am I even Englishing? No, no it's great. That's a great but question. I know where I you're. Ta- I know I, where you're going. I, yeah, you know what I mean. Because um, growing up as um, a man and as a woman in today's society, it's different. So how do you hope that your how do you hope your kids grow up to kind of view women? Let me let me munch on that question. Yeah, because um, that's two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess I would just want them to be loving. You know, that's like the main maxim that I would want them to strive towards, um, to be loving, and that and everything falls after that. Like that's why that's why that's like the greatest like not not the greatest commandment, but like. The number two commandment is to love. Um, and if 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 they follow that, then everything kind of falls into place, right? Like just to love. Um, that is so everything falls under the umbrella. So if I if I can teach my kids to just be loving, that means they're gonna be respectful. Um, that means they're gonna treat others like with kindness, you know, they're gonna be patient with others. So I think I think just to be loving is what I'm trying to instill in them. <laughs> I love of- that. I love that common ground. Yeah. No, that's perfect because, I mean, we we all can agree, like, the world needs more love, especially yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. I think that, you know, we take that for granted sometimes with, you know, we get so wrapped up in um, – ourselves and like you know our goals our careers and we forget that you know there's like a new generation out there you know like how can we be an example to them whether it is our own children or whether it's you know our nieces and nephews or um you know the youth that we that are around us it's like how can we be better people not just for ourselves but for them yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is this is where I get to brag on my friend really quick, Kimmy. Oh. Let me tell you. Do it. Most, she is one of the most selfless. Period. Giving, like she does not think of herself and she thinks oh of others gosh. first. And whenever that we spend time with Kimmy, and then like, you know, I, I want my kids to see that. Like I want my kids to see how you are. And then no joke later on i i have side conversations with them and i'm like guys wasn't auntie kimmy so nice to let you bake with her or <laughs> when we went let, let me just tell you this um Alyssa. when we went to tell go me visit, when we went to go visit them she straight up made like this banana um what is it called kimmy the banana oh, pudding <laughs> the banana pudding for my baby girl, she's allergic to dairy. She's allergic to soy. So we went to the grocery store. Kimmy bought the ingredients, and she made this banana um, pudding for my daughter so that she could enjoy something. And Kimmy, I just so appreciated that because I, then I get, got to go back to Milan and say, Milan, wasn't that so loving of Auntie Kimmy to make you that? And you know, Dizzy saw that as an example of how to be loving to somebody. So. Here's the secret sauce. Surround yourself with a kidney. Oh, heck yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys. (laughs) I love it. I know. I know. She's my full face. At all. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to brag about my, 
<laughs> yes. No, I love that. I love you guys. <laughs> you guys are very sweet. <laughs> I love it. So I guess, I mean, we touched on so many different things here. Like this this whole episode, I, I love that we get to, you know, meet um, – get to have perspective on women that come from different backgrounds, you know, that are moms and that are working moms, moms that are students or women that, you know, have gone through so many different things that just are innate, you know, that just happen and they go with the flow and they have to, um, they just have to, I guess, pick up and keep going um but to round out this conversation Alyssa has been asking all of our guests um this question and Alyssa (laughs) so Mitzi what does woman empowerment what does that mean to you I'm sorry can you repeat that one more time (laughs) yes so Mitzi what does women empowerment mean to you Yes, it can be, it can be a word, it can be, you know, a person, person. yeah, it can be anything that you want it to be, what it means to you. Empowerment. I guess I think of Milan, Milan is the first one to come to mind. Um, She's, I wouldn't call her a woman yet. She's a girl. She's my daughter that's in my life and I want her to grow up to be an empowered woman, you know, a woman who um, is confident and, you know, believes herself that she's capable and that is capable. I know that she, she is, and that she will be Um, a woman who is loving and, and loves the Lord. That's what I think of um, when I think of woman empowerment. And I guess for me, um, I have a lot of roles in my life. You know, I am a nurse, I'm a, I'm a wife. Um, One of the important roles I have is empowering this one very special woman to be in my life, who is Milan, and to try to teach her, um, I guess, the ways of the Lord and try to try to instill as much wisdom I can towards her or like in her. I mean, Um, that's what I think of when I think of powering women. I could I I don't have a lot of impact in other women's lives, you know, but I have the biggest impact in her life because I'm the only mama she's got. <laughs> so that's what I think of. I think of woman empowerment is Milan. Oh, I love that. My heart. <laughs> no, not me about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mitzi, for coming on. It's so amazing. Like Kimmy said, the different perspectives and just the different guests that we have had this month for Women's History Month. Everyone is so different. Everyone's story is so different. And we just love you. Thank you again for joining us today, Mitzi. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys.